United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Monia Cobian is a senior policy scholars, a scholar rather, at the United States Institute of Peace. The, uh, the Twitter handle is at USIP. Mona Yacoubian, welcome. Thank you for being on POTUS today. Thanks for having me, Tim. What is the latest? I mean, it seems clear at this point that, uh, that Bashar al-Assad is going to remain in power. No, I think that's right. But, uh, but I think he remains in power over a Syria that will be fractured and continue to be riddled by conflict. Um, we're seeing already uh, a number of developments that suggest that uh, uh, the, the hostilities in Syria are far from over. Speaking of which, who is going to be the ally that is propping up Bashar al-Assad? Is it Russia? Well, I think Russia has and will continue to play a key role, but Iran as well. Both, both countries have gone to great lengths to bolster and support the regime. The Russians, of course, coming in the fall of 2015, establishing an air base and essentially bringing in their air power. The Iranians have long supported the Assad regime. They have brought in uh, a number of uh, or supported a number of, of militias, Hezbollah, the Lebanese Shiite militia being prime among them, but others as well. So between the Iranians providing support on the ground and the Russians providing support in the air, uh, those, that combination, I think, has, has, has made it such that Assad has been able to hold on to power. Well, it's complicated even more, not just Russia and Iran, but also the role of Turkey and President Erdogan. Give us a sense of what he is trying to do. Oh, that's exactly right. Well, President Erdogan um, has expressed in a number of ways his increasing alarm at the prospect of a potential Kurdish uh, autonomous region in Syria. And he's particularly incensed by the U.S. support for these Kurdish forces. Now, the U.S. ended up relying on on the Kurds because they found them to be the most reliable and effective local partner on the ground in the fight against ISIS. But as that battle against ISIS, the military campaign, has started to wind down, I think the Turks were expecting that the U.S. would sort of withdraw their support from the Kurds. That has not been the case, and that's most evident in the announcement um, very recently of a new Syrian security, a border security force uh, that will be comprised of some of these, these, Turk, these Kurdish forces and supported by the United States. And how does the United States manifest that support? Does it give troops? Does it give money? Well, the U.S. has um, a small presence on the ground. It's estimated between 2,000 and 3,000 um, special forces on the ground who provide uh, training. Uh, but most of the support has come through uh, training and, and arming as well uh, of uh, what is called the Syrian Democratic Forces, the SDF. And that is comprised uh, uh, or is, is led by Kurdish forces, but also includes some, some Arab forces as well. And the U.S. has a good relationship with the SDF, correct? Very good relationship, yes. They are mm-hmm. the strongest U.S. ally on the ground in Syria. Is that also a bone of contention with Turkey, which is our NATO ally? Oh, it's a, it's a huge bone of contention. As I said, the, the Kurds were very, very upset uh, when the U.S. opted to rely on the SDF, uh, particularly in the very important operation to take Raqqa, which, as you might recall, was the capital 
of the so-called Islamic State's caliphate. So that, that uh, irked the, the Turks to no end. Uh, and now this announcement of a, 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 a Syrian border security force has simply added to Turkish ire. And we are seeing, uh, I think most worryingly, threats by the threats by the Turks uh, to invade a Kurdish uh, canton in northwestern Syria. (laughs) It's a complicated situation on the ground, but I think what's most important is to understand there's a a real escalation in tensions between Turkey uh, and the United States over these issues in Syria. Mona Yakubian with us, Senior Policy Advisor at the United States Institute of Peace. All we see, Mona, is pictures of rubble and destruction in Syria right now. That's seemingly the, the nature of the beast. And one wonders, does the U.S. assist in rebuilding? Does the U.S. try to be a part of the country coming back for the people's sake, even though it means propping up a regime that we consider as a, as a country an abhorrent regime? You know, at this point, the United States has stated very clearly that as long as Assad remains in power, it will not assist with the reconstruction of of Syria. Um, And there's even legislation pending on the Hill that would make it um, illegal to to fund or finance reconstruction activities in areas that are controlled by the Syrian regime. Our European allies have, have followed suit and made the same statements although not clear um, how solid they will be on on that position, because, of course, the Europeans are uh, quite worried about the prospect of uh, Syrian refugees. You might recall the the flow of Syrian refugees that came into Europe in 2015. Uh, So Europeans, I think, have a little bit more of of an incentive uh, to look to to finance and uh, and stabilize uh, Syria to the extent that they can. We're going to know a lot more, by the way, uh, Tim, I think later today when Secretary of State Tillerson is expected to give a major speech on U.S. policy in Syria going forward. Is that going to be the administration's position or is that just going to be his position? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm not sure I can answer that. But no, I would assume it will be, it will be the, the official U.S. administration position on Syria. I'm sure it's coming in part in light of this announcement uh, of the support for a new border security force. What makes my mind explode about all of this, Mona, is that, you know, with the United States not with keeping a hands-off policy, even if it means that uh, Bashar al-Assad is going to stay in power, if we helped, maybe he'd still stay in power. But his being there enables the Iranians, and they can use their that uh, Syria to support their terrorist hopes. We also see the Russians getting an assist from uh, Bashar al-Assad. And, and uh, I guess if Turkey is in some ways working almost in the same direction as Russia, it complicates the NATO relationship because Turkey and the U.S. are, in, you know, originally the NATO alliance was to stop the Soviet Union from moving in places. And, and all of this just seems to me to be changing friendships and relationships, and it, 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 it's kind of hard to figure out exactly where the best interests of the U.S. lie. Well, you've, you've described the complexity of the Syrian conflict in a nutshell. And I do think it's important to keep our eye on these various uh, conflicts and subconflicts that are emerging now as the Syrian civil war begins to wind down uh, in terms of the, the regime, as we've stated earlier on, being firmly entrenched in power and as ISIS has been defeated militarily. 
And I think in particular, again, it is worrisome the extent to which uh, the United States and Turkey, a NATO ally, uh, are, uh, uh, you know, that that relationship is increasingly fraught uh, with tensions. And so we'll have to see, you know, what the coming days bring. The, the Turks have have warned that they could invade this uh, this canton in Syria as soon as today. So much, uh, much to watch over the coming uh, days and, and weeks inside Syria. Including the speech from the Secretary of State today. Uh, we will watch and listen very closely. Mona, thank you for being a part of the conversation on POTUS today. Thanks so much for having me, Tim. I appreciate it. Mona Yakubian is a senior policy scholar at the United States Institute of Peace on the changing dynamic of Syria. What is to happen to that country? What should the U.S. do? Obviously, it's complicated. She is tweeting at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.